0: Hello and welcome to our live event on multiple sclerosis. I'm Dr. James Bowen, the medical director for the Multiple Sclerosis Center at Swedish Neuroscience Institute. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for information purposes only. If you have any medical questions, please reach out to your primary care provider or healthcare professional. Uh, first, I would like to welcome Katie Yusuf today, who's one of our amazing patients. Uh, Katie, uh, welcome to this uh, event.
1: Hello. Hi, Dr. Bowen.
0: Hi. Uh, Katie, maybe you can start us out by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, when you were first diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. We
1: have only been here in Seattle for five years, but I was in Kentucky in pharmacy school when I got diagnosed. Um, mm-hmm. The beginning of my second year, the summer right before, um, I started having vision problems. So I went to an op- a opti- ophthalmologist and he um, did all the regular eye tests um, and basically looked at me and um, said, there's nothing we can do for you here. Uh, you really need to go see a neurologist. and Everything just kind of snowballed from there, mm-hmm. and after multiple tests and MRIs and lumbar punctures, then came the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, and mm-hmm. everything kind of changed after that. So that was the thing that altered everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the start of yeah. your, uh, your journey with multiple sclerosis. Yes. So multiple sclerosis is a disease of the brain and the spinal cord and the eyes, and it consists of multiple areas of damage within the nervous system. That's why it has the name multiple sclerosis. Uh, We believe that these areas of damage are caused by the immune system, which attacks that part of the brain. And It can occur either in a series of attacks uh, or some slow worsening uh, of a patient's function. Um, It has just a huge number of symptoms, maybe more symptoms than any other disease, because whatever the symptom that a person gets is caused by this area of damage within the nervous system. And the locations of these areas of damage are pretty random. Uh, Just a few other uh, things about the disease is the typical uh, age that patients are diagnosed with MS is between 20 and 50 years of age, even though you can have it as young as children or as old as people in their 70s and 80s when they first come down on it, but uh, down with it. But the bulk of patients are 20 to 50 years old. Also, there's an unusual geographic distribution of the disease. Uh, And with this, it's more common in northern areas of the the northern hemisphere. Um, And uh, right around where Washington state is, is the right uh, geographic location to have an especially high uh, incidence of this disease. So we uh, have a lot of it here in Washington state. Um, Also, about three-quarters of patients are women, um, and um, that, uh, as as a result, we're treating a lot of patients uh, like Katie. Um, We, uh, the cause of MS is not known. Uh, We don't know why the immune system is attacking the nervous system like this. But uh, despite that, there are a number of treatments available now. So we are doing much better uh, than we did uh, a few years ago when we did not have as many treatments available to, uh, to address the disease. So maybe we can move back to Katie uh, and um, maybe tell us some about your experience uh, you know, with being diagnosed with MS and then how uh, the multiple sclerosis center has uh, fit into your treatments.
1: Um, I wanted to go back and add I'm 43 now. I mean, you said the average age, I was 24 when I got diagnosed. So is that fits right in with the average age of when usually people get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But, um, my main, my symptom when I got diagnosed was eye troubles and I still have, um, vision loss and problems. Um, focusing and, um, weakness and fatigue and, um, in the past few years, I've had a lot of more difficulty, uh, speaking and getting words out and mm-hmm. I guess thinking faster, it's slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So one of the programs that Swedish started a couple of years ago, and uh, March um 2020 was a creative writing class and it has been absolutely wonderful it helps actually to get the words out it gives you the extra time you need to write and uh, it has done great things for the people that have been in it and we have recently published a book of our writing and our short stories and Uh, Everybody that's been in it has really benefited from it and just uh, being able to speak in in a different way and have the opportunity to share their thoughts in a different way Mm -hmm. and have the time to actually express them instead of like right on the moment. So it's a different way to be creative. Mm -hmm. So it's really helped a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I have to to say I haven't I have not made it all the way through the book, but I've been reading these uh, short stories really that are written uh, by people that participated in this, and every one of them that I have read is just amazing. And uh, um, some of them are about MS, but a lot of them are about other life experiences and uh, you know helping people understand. Uh, it's it's just great that uh, the group was able to uh, publish that.
1: There is actually um, the National Multiple Sclerosis uh, Society, their Momentum magazine actually did a piece featuring our creative writing group um, in their spring issue um, that describes it more. And um, highlights some of the people and excerpts from some of the writings. So we're hoping to share it with other, um, MS groups and different societies or different places so they can start them for their patients as well, because it really has been helped, um, just to share and get stories out and be creative and, uh, have the time to speak in a way that you can so it's been really great and all levels of people can do it it's not something that you need strength for it's not something that you need any stamina for you just need a computer and um even just like there's one person and he dictates everything Mm -hmm. so you can do it any way that you need to Mm -hmm. so it's been really great
0: and then, um not everyone in the group has previous experience writing, so you anybody could really uh try that.
1: Mm-hmm. And not everybody in the group, some of the people, one of the uh the lady, she's a caregiver, and she brings a whole different um, her a whole different experience to it as a caregiver, which mm-hmm. is very interesting to actually see it from her point of view which some people kind of forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. So hearing it from her point of view is, and it's helped her as well. I mean, it's very good for her. So
0: yeah. And how often does the group meet?
1: We meet once a month, um, initially to share our stories. We have different, um, I guess, assignments, like, uh, a topic to write about or form a story around that month Mm -hmm. and. Our main class uh, is once a month, and then the week after that, we meet um, a revisions class. And in the week in between, uh, we work on revisions based on what the other students have suggested or their offers or critiques or, you know, maybe a little bit more here. You can maybe do this or anything they might have thought that might help improve your story. Mm-hmm. then we revise it for a week and then meet back again to see how everything went
0: mm-hmm. so yeah so in addition to attending uh, the meeting you you have like homework that you I mean you have to work on your story too but uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then you've participated in some of the other activities in the uh, ms center here i believe over the years some of our adventures and things like that um And uh, you want to make any comment about those?
1: Uh, The one thing when we moved to Seattle that I was so impressed about was Swedish. They had so many different group offerings to Mm -hmm. get patients involved. It wasn't just you came to your doctor's appointment and saw them and left. They had so many ways to get patients actually back into life Mm -hmm. and get them involved in things that they could see and do there. So uh, they have a music appreciation class. They have different exercise classes, yoga, and Pilates and everything, and they make those adaptable for uh, people that uh, need chairs or um, can do them on floor mats. Um, They have an adventure program that actually takes – uh, patients outside that works with a group called, um, I think it's adventures for all or a Out, group outdoors for all, o- yeah. outdoors for all, um, here in Seattle that makes everything adaptable for patients. They can go, we go canoeing, we've gone rock climbing, which I never thought I would do, in my, but, um, and, biking with tricycles and they provide equipment for that and just they've planned a lot of different programs and everything so the Swedish center has really set up some great programs and like I said it gets patients back living so they actually know they can still experience life they can still enjoy life even if they have these disabilities even if they may feel um, I can't drive anymore. I can't work anymore. Uh, things are slower, but you know, I can still do this. You know, mm-hmm. I I can still come and enjoy and play music or we have a book club. I, we can, you know, read the books. We can, or listen to the books because they have audio versions now, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, it's another thing. I'll, all um levels of disability or whatever you can handle book club is wonderful and it gives a chance for everybody to get together and talk about it and experience it so it gets people out of the house and so it's a really great thing
0: yeah uh yeah just hearing you say that is uh it makes me feel good because that's exactly why we set up our programs like this and um you know, we we, of course, have medical care because we're a center and we, we believe uh, we provide world-class medical care for MS, but we really wanted to extend beyond that and try to get people with MS um, uh, to live their maximal amount of wellness. And there are several different aspects of their life that um, uh, we tried to think about, and uh, I'll just outline some of them, uh, but uh, three areas are uh, physical wellness, emotional wellness, and community wellness. And um, on the physical side, we have uh, one of the few uh, MS fellowship-trained rehabilitation doctors in the country, and we have physical and occupational therapy specific for MS. Uh, We have our own uh, therapy gym here in the clinic um, and exercise equipment for people to use. Um, Katie mentioned Pilates and yoga programs, for example. Um, Emotional wellness, we have a psychologist, uh, a psychiatrist, and a neuropsychologist that does cognitive uh, issues. Uh, We have social workers and workshops that we periodically do about various topics related to MS. For community wellness, um, we have a vocational uh, counselor to help people maintain employment uh, or if uh, they're not able to maintain employment to try to help them get uh, you know in smoothly transition uh, onto a disability if that's needed. Um, And then we have a lot of programs to try to get patients re-engaged back in life activities like uh, Katie mentioned, Um, and maybe even get them into activities they never thought uh, that they would be involved in. But just a quick rundown of some of these, we have our outdoor adventure program, which uh, Katie did an excellent job of describing uh, many different outdoor type activities. Uh, We also have art programs with an annual art show and an adult craft group. Um, They've had workshops with metal art and glass art, as well as tours of local museums. Uh, There are theater uh, offerings uh, of going to shows like Cirque du Soleil or the uh, Paramount, uh, which has Broadway productions at it, Uh, the book club, the writing club. There are tours of food uh, facilities in the region and uh, sporting events where people have gone to sporting events. So I think our um, intent with all of this is to, uh, even though patients are having a um, disease that often impacts their day-to-day lives, that uh, we can hopefully get them back into some of the things that bring joy to life uh, and maybe even expand their horizons some on uh, what fun activities are available out there. Katie, you did a great job describing these. Any last words you want to um, say to our listeners?
1: Um, well, to listeners that don't have MS, it's uh, a life-changing, it changes your life. And it, a lot of people don't know what it is. So it's something to be aware of. It's different for everybody, because like Dr. Bowen said, it affects different parts of your brain. So, you know, one little spot may completely wreck um, your vision or may completely wreck your speech, but another little spot of your brain may really not affect anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see people with MS in all... Stages and walks of life and some are still able to work and have really no. um, Disabilities and some are in wheelchairs, so that is why you see a complete range of symptoms. But for people with MS that might be watching this uh, live life and try and get out there and remember it's stay positive there are things you can do and like Swedish has shown me and I I really was one of those people that thought MS was going to end my life and in my career I'd gone on disability I wasn't able to drive and when I got to Swedish uh, I actually saw I could still do things I could still get out and go kayaking um, and I could rock climb which was crazy (laughs) and (laughs) and i can do the writing club and the book club so uh there are still things that people can do and they can help you with and there are opportunities out there and people that are willing to um help you live life to your fullest and what you can do so
0: yeah well uh Thank you, Katie, for sharing your story. It's uh, very inspirational, and uh, I hope it encourages other people to get out there and try to live their life. Uh, I'd like to thank you, of course, but also thank our listeners uh, and those who are sending in questions. If you're looking for medical advice, uh, please visit providence.org. make sure to follow Providence on social media at Providence on Twitter and under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes. If you have any questions regarding medical conditions or treatment plans, uh, please consult your physicians. Thank you.